0: Good afternoon, everybody. So this afternoon I'm going to talk more about Vipassana, what Vipassana is, perhaps what Vipassana is not, and how do we not move from metta to Vipassana, but how do we bring the metta to the Vipassana, so that way we're not doing different practices at these sessions, but we're taking the foundational practices that we've learned, we've been practicing, and trying to bring them into a broader range of our experience. So, this word vipassana, which is the word that I'm more familiar with in my traditional tr- practice and teaching. Also known as insight meditation, many of us know insight meditation, vipassana, same thing. Insight is the English translation. But really what it means, so what is insight we could say. Vipassana is about inward seeing, it means to see into. To see into the direct experience of the mind-body process. Which is actually not so easy to do. So there's a way in which we're inward seeing, developing insight, recognizing things on a more subtle scale of how we get ourselves into all this trouble. We know it now, probably because of the modern paradigm, we know it now as mindfulness. But mindfulness and Vipassana are not the same thing. In fact, 20 years ago when I was sitting retreats at Insight Meditation Society, they didn't use this word mindfulness so much. It was Vipassana, 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 Insight. And mindfulness came much later, mostly with the adaption and the invention of mindfulness-based stress reduction created by Jon Kabat-Zinn in the late 70s. And so that shifted us over to mindfulness and then in the more modern Dharma world we know this word "sati Satipatthana, which is the teachings on the four foundations of mindfulness. Sati meaning to remember to recognize, to remember to recognize something about experience. And then to remember to recognize there's a ground, there's a presence, there's a Dharma, there's something that's always here that we're constantly overlooking. We're usually overlooking what's here because we're looking for a better here to be in. This is okay, but where's the other thing that I want? Wow, this, uh, forget that one. We're constantly overlooking. We're overlooking the ground because usually we're looking for some place. A better place to be. A better moment to have. A better sit to be having. A better person to be a better job to having, a better relationship to being, a better amount of money to having, a better place, a better status, a better outcome. A better. There's got to be a better. Where's the better? And so we actually don't look at the ground. We don't recognize or remember that there's a groundedness because we're we're not inward-seeking, we're outward-seeking. Anti-Vipassana. What is the thing out there that's going to make the in here better? There's got to be something out there to make this. This feels like ew. It's like weird in here. I don't like this in here. I want the out there to fix the in here. And I haven't met very many people who have succeeded at that endeavor. And I have given it a very, very sincere attempt. this Satipatthana, to remember to recognize this ground. Well, what is this ground? There's lots of ways in which we can ground. We have present time awareness. We have the body and the breath. We also have metta, we also have this heart quality, this healing field, this attitude. And really trying to use that as the ground from where we can arrive to, that we can come back to this this ground of, of this quality of goodness, of kindness, of friendliness. And we can bring that into the body, so we can incorporate metta into the body, which is we'll do some of that as we develop metta-vipassana. So there's a way in which we can incorporate it. It's not metta or body, but it's metta-body. Metta-kaya, kaya meaning body. Metta-vedana, at ease with feeling. And that's where we get activated, is in the feeling. That's what gets me going. The feeling is painful, the feeling is unpleasant. Do I look at that? No, where's the better feeling? I I don't like this feeling. I want a better feeling. I look for the place where the feeling is better and I can be in that place. So if we have a more of a metta, a more kind friendliness, then I'm more willing to, to actually be with the feeling that I'm having. I'm more willing to be into the ground the ground of experience and we're always always in the ground and so we want to try to find a way to be in that experience that is doable easier and so when we look at where vipassana fits in the schema of mindfulness perhaps or the foundations of of mindfulness it's it's in these awakening factors the buddha speaks of talks about there being seven factors of awakening there's seven things that when recognized and practiced and developed lead to this awakening lead to this sense of equanimity lead to a way a sensibility a way of being a way of living that is awakened and the first one is mindfulness mindfulness So we have to have this mindfulness, we have to have awareness. And it's not concentration, it's mindfulness. So again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit skeptic because I've struggled so much personally with the privileging of concentration being so important, oftentimes taught in meditation. That it's actually not the con- concentration isn't, isn't the awakening factor, it's mindfulness. So when I concentrate on something like my breath I'm actually not doing mindfulness I'm actually getting rid of everything but what my what my intention focuses I cut that out of the fabric of experience and say focus on that Mindfulness says you know of course you need some concentration to not get pulled into your mental abstract proliferation but I don't think you need much So using metta as this concentration or this focus and bringing that kind of curiosity, interest, open-mindedness, not sure, hmm, what's this? As sort of the ground of experience into this second awakening factor, which is usually translated as dhamma-vichaya, which means to investigate the dharma, which again sounds very CSI. But I like that. I'm like, I came here to investigate the Dharma. It's an investigation. dhamma vichaya really is vipassana. Vipassana, to see into the ground. What is the ground? But not to get confused and to think that vipassana, inward seeing. Inward seeing doesn't mean avoid all the external. It doesn't mean I'm just going into the privacy of my own experience and and, and trying to cut everything out, but it's this introspective awareness that they talk about in neuroscience. Actually, they talk about it in early Buddhism as well. It's one of the one of the four domains of mindfulness. is introspective awareness, where we're going inward to see what is actually doing the looking. If that makes sense, I hope. Right. So we need to have some introspective awareness and to understand what is the lens in which I'm looking at the world with. So I'm inward seeing, I'm also externally seeing. And I'm both and seeing. Hopefully that's not too confusing. But the Vipassana is inward seeing so I can understand the way that I'm viewing whatever the object is that's arising in my experience. And so metta vipassana is to include as best we can the kind, friendliness, interest, metta, goodness. So we're seeing with that quality. To see with kindness. Because then what happens if we're seeing with kindness and interest we can drop that strategy hopefully or overcome our strategy of what are we looking for? The better place to be. Where's the better right where's the pleasant where's the goodness where's this contentment where's the liberation where's the enlightenment where's the thing the better thing and then and then when we see the not better thing we see then we get in this oh, this is like we we're we're bringing an actual we don't even realize we're doing we're bringing an attitude, preference, a prison of preference to experience itself. I call it grabbing and dropping. The mind always grabbing and dropping. Grab this, drop that. Grabbing this, dropping that. Get this, get rid of that. Fix this, that's got to go. Grabbing and dropping, grabbing. You even do it with mindfulness of breathing. Grabbing the in-breath, breathing in and dropping the out-breath. You feel like that when you're doing mindfulness of breathing. So boring. <laughs> Grabbing, dropping. Very unsatisfying. Just keeps on going. Right. Where's the better? Where's the place? This is a nice place. But the mind wants a better place. So if we can ground ourselves in this, if this place, if we can ground ourselves in a quality and attitude that's already good enough, then that already allows us to override this system of grabbing and dropping, reaching for, pushing away. Because the place, the destination, the moment, this dharma, timeless experience is already good. It's good to be here. And trying to include that attitude into the experience. And of course you've probably noticed it's not easy to sustain at times. But we still kind of incline the mind in this direction. And so when we see the way that we grab and drop Every moment, there's sort of an object to grab or drop. And we arrive into this this experience of the mind, which is always starting with the moment of contact, as we're always making contact with something. We make contact with the in-breath, contact with the sound of the bird, contact with the skin, the sun on the skin, contact with the food, contact with the thought, the plan, the worry, the concern, the I forgot to do the wanting and that contact has it, always has a feeling with it so if we use the bell here we all make contact with that bell I experience that as a pleasant sound contact feeling, contact feeling, contact feeling easy to be with the bell, pleasant feeling, ease and then we really start to look at the lenses, contact, feeling, perception, perceiving. How am I perceiving? And to not, it's so hard to not get caught in the believing of what you're perceiving. Because we frame up mindfulness oftentimes taught as a frame of reference. Is Every moment we frame up that bell. Bell, sound, pleasant, perception. Ooh, I like that bell, that's a nice bell. You mm-hmm. think... I should get a bell like that. Maybe I'd meditate more at my house if I had a nice bell like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your criminal mind is like me and you think, oh, well, maybe I'll just take that bell when I leave. <laughs> and you think, no, no, I can't do that. That would be totally wrong to steal the bell at the Dharma place. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad person for even having that thought. What kind of a person comes on a Buddhist meditation retreat and thinks of stealing the bell? <laughs> oh my god, I'm terrible. I can't believe I just said that. Right. <laughs> Contact, feeling, perception. Contact, feeling, perception. Contact. And and we're always believing what we're perceiving. But this investigation, this vipassana, this and we're seeing is constantly questioning that. We want to question. That's it. Don't believe it. Ajahn Tejaniya, who's a Theravada teacher who teaches this very interesting system of training a mindfulness of mind. of He he, he always asks you, are you going to believe it or are you going to practice with it? Are you going to believe it or are you going to practice with it? Because once you believe it, it becomes a thing, it becomes a fixing, it becomes a place. It becomes a, I'm a bad person who would think of stealing a bell at a Buddhist retreat center. Oh my God, all that, what else have I stolen? What else have I done? I believe it. And, or practice with it. Interesting. Oh wow, that's a, funny that I just thought to steal that bell. Feeling perception. And so we're really trying to be aware of what it is that we're perceiving, being aware of what comes into the object of the mind with a kind of interest and a kind of benevolence, without it becoming something or doing something. We want to know, we want to know. And what happens is, is we have the contact, we have the feeling, we have the perception And then we have this inclination or this sankara, this impulse to do something about. And that's where we get into all this trouble to do. This is a bad feeling. I'm a person who has a bad feeling. I need to do this. I need to get up and leave. I need to get up and go have some more tea. I need to get up and go lay down. I need to to do something about this bad experience that's difficult. Believing the perception, taking the action. And this is kind of like, ooh, unfolding in every single moment. Right? And I always like to say, I like these rhyming words. I like to say the arising is hypnotizing. Because right? it's like, when I'm practicing, I get, you know, I'm sitting here and my mind starts, gets going about some ideas. And it's like, I'm like, wow, I really can't believe this. It's like, I get hypnotized in that. I get pulled out into that. It's like, you ever see The Jungle Book, the Disney cartoon where the little kid's sitting in the jungle with the snake, and he looks at the snake's eyes and his eyes start spinning, and he's like, oh. Like, my mind is like that. I just get caught into this whole thing. And then I'm like, next summer on this vacation with my family, arguing with my mom about this thing that I'm just like, whoa. So we have to be able to see things in the stages of arising, something arises, something is here for a little while and watching it go. Everything arises and passes away. But sometimes we perpetuate it staying and we cling, we grasp, we hold because we want to figure it out, we want to fix, we want to control, we want to get, we want to understand, we want to sort it all out. You know, these I can't tell you how many times I've sat retreats like this, just sitting there going, This is pretty good, but you know, I really gotta sort it out, man. I just gotta get my life together, you know. I got a lot of things to <laughs> think about. You know. That's what I'm gonna do on this retreat. That's it. I'm not gonna get <laughs> hit, I'm gonna figure out my life. And then that becomes grasping and magnification and we become identified with that and we see the ways in which we get caught up in that kind of mansion of fear or mansion of hope or mansion of whatever that mansion is and it becomes this whole thing perception to do to get caught of it this is why mindfulness of breathing is so beautiful because we see the breath come it comes in, it arises, it's here for a little while and it passes away and one of the things that can be very helpful in mindfulness of breathing is to see the end of the breath there it goes it's gone but usually we get in that grabbing and dropping. It's like we grab the in breath. We don't even breathe out. We just we we don't even breathe out. We just drop that and we go grabbing for the next in breath. It's like eating. You know? does anybody ever finish the food in their mouth before they grab the other? No. As soon as it hits, as soon as it hits my contact, feeling pleasant, perception delicious, need more. I have a mouthful of food, and I got the next spoonful right here. All right, automatic—that just happens. It's like this image of the kid, this little child who's at a, like a family event, and he sees a tray of cookies, and he grabs a cookie, and he grabs another cookie, and he's got both cookies, but he wants to get it—he can't take it. It's like there's so many, and I just don't have another hand. don't have another hand that grabbing grabbing we don't see the end of things because again that arising is so hypnotizing we 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 don't watch things fade away we don't watch the out breath go we don't recognize the last the, the food turned down we don't recognize the end of the step right even as my even as I walk I step and I anticipate the next step it's all about the next thing the next thing the next thing We have a hard time looking at what is this thing? What is this ground? And we don't oftentimes do that with an attitude of interest or friendliness or kindness. We do that with an attitude of taking for granted, feeling dissatisfied, feeling ordinary and wanting the, the better, the next thing to do, to have, to become, to be. And so in Vipassana, we're beginning to learn how to see that actual process unfold in real time. So we're not so much interested in the object, again, just focusing on the object and holding on the object. We're actually trying to hold steady an awareness that's a benevolent, kind awareness, And actually just recognizes the arising and passing of a whole wide range of objects. Breathing, sound, out-breath, warmth, planning, remembering, emotion. A whole wide range of things come and go. You don't have to grab at any of them. If you don't grab it, you don't have to drop it. So it's just kind of this, this observation, this introspective awareness, watching what's doing the watching. And it's a, I find a more relaxed way to practice because there's lots of different objects around here and this is a, a beautiful place. You sit in the hall, you take a walk, you look at the trees, you hear the birds, you hear the wind as a way in which you can you can really open to all of it to see that and as we learn to be be with experience we'd be with the body we'd be with the changing nature of the body is that we start to really learn how to cooperate with the reality of change or, or that of impermanence which we hear so much in buddhism we go yeah yeah everything changes i got that one what's next what's after impermanence i already got that one down <laughs> I don't think we have that one down. Because to be with experience, to be with process, to be in Dharma, to be with anything is to be with change. And so we learn how to be with the changing nature of the body, which changes very slowly. Although some of us maybe feel like our body's not changing so slowly. The older the body gets, the more it feels like it's changing quickly. The in and out breath. Flow. Hurry up, man. I want to get to the thing. Where's the thing? Yeah, I did the breathing thing already. I'm done with that. What's next? Did you do the breathing thing? You got that one? You want the next level? Is right. that how it works? So we learn how to be with the body. We learn, and, and when we, we talk about the body, it's not just the body and the breath. It's, that, it's all of the organs. It's, it's the eye organ, the sights, the seeing. Consciousness is a three-party system the eye of the organ, the object of the tree, the seeing of the tree, the seeing consciousness. That's present time awareness. That's flow. I watch that tree out the door. That tree's not growing or changing fast. It's, But it is, there's a changing nature. That I move my eyes over here, I see that. I go over there, I see that. Whatever I pay attention to, that's what I get. I get the beautiful trees outside. I get the feeling of metta in my heart, or I get my fear about the future and my worry and how I have to fix and control and get into this better place to be. If I pay attention to that, that's what I get. You want that? You can have that. Right? Or you can let that go, see that, come back to the tree, the tree, the body, the present time, better than that. So We learn how to kind of come back and rearrive. To be with experience is to be with change, to be with change with a degree of friendliness and metta and cooperation, cooperating with what we call time, the pressure of time. Have you ever noticed how much pressure is associated with time? Too much time. Not enough of time. How long is the time? When is the bell ring time? When is the meal time? When is the airplane going to come? I have to wait there. When's the time? How much time? Where's the time? I don't have enough of it. Oh my God, so much pressure. My schedule, my time. How old am I? I only have so much time left. Oh my God, I've wasted so much time. I've been here for 43 years already and I've already wasted all this time. What am I going to do? Time, time, time. Pressure, suffering. So it's trying to train this human mind-body system to get on board and to cooperate with reality. It's just changing, things are changing, and can you participate in change at a pace that's incongruent with the change itself. Here, change is slow. Of course, your daily life, busy, get up, brush your teeth, race to the car, go to the drive through get the Starbucks, get the coffee, go to the place, do the thing. That's not slow, that's fast change. Here we don't have to do that. Right. And then to be with, with this other thing that we see, this dukkha, this dissatisfaction. There's something about being cha- with change, there's something about being with the body, there's something about being, being slow. That's uh, got a little bit of a... Reality has a little bit of a rub to it. This is it. This is that Renunciation. This is not needing anything extra. It's freely receiving what's being offered in this moment. Right here, sitting in this room. Is this good enough? Or do you want it to be better? It's like, well, yeah, good. Good to do. (laughs) But no, that's what we're trying to do. There's something about this. It feels ordinary. It feels unsatisfying. It feels like it's not the right place this isn't the right place, this isn't the right time, this isn't the right practice, I'm not the right person. Dukkha, rub, dissatisfaction, difficulty, bringing metta, kindness, friendliness, interest to that. How do you know this isn't good enough? Hmm, maybe this is, maybe this is okay. Maybe I don't have to do anything for once. Maybe I can just sit here and not think about time. Maybe I can wait. I wonder when the next bird sound is going to arise. How long is that going to take? Ease. May I be at ease with time and change and dissatisfaction and ordinariness. Life is very ordinary. Consciousness, awareness, body very ordinary can we let that be good enough and to start to hmm sense into that and then the self shows up which is basically the big troublemaker i'm a person who has pain in this body time moving too slow this isn't the right place or the right time i'm not the right person this is the wrong teacher they made the wrong food. I have the wrong bed. Wrong, wrong person. Self, self, self. Right. The arising of that thing. The arising and passing of this sense of self, selfish, self-centeredness, creating a view, a perception, a self-view based on the tone, the charge. If this is a pleasant sit and I'm sitting here and it's, then the self is so good, I'm so good, I'm a meditator, I'm on retreat, I'm such a good Buddhist, I'm so good at meditating. You ever have that moment when you're meditating and you think to yourself, I'm so totally meditating right now. <laughs> Dave's going to ask me to teach with him next year for sure. I own this, I'm so good. Because it's pleasant and it's good and it's agreeable and the self is so uh, like the self. Two sits later, five minutes later, 30 seconds later, this knee hurts, this bad knee, I have a bad knee. I hate my knee. I'm not supposed to hate my knee. I'm supposed to have metta for my knee. I don't have any metta for my knee. I'm a person who doesn't have any metta. I came on a metta retreat. I don't have it. Where's the metta? He said that there's no switch. He didn't tell us where the switch was. I don't think I'm supposed to be thinking right now. Actually, I'm supposed to be doing the meta thing. Where is that? There's the self, the self, the self, the suffering and the dissatisfaction. And the self isn't changing quickly enough and not getting to the right place. And we don't, we don't see that. We don't see that unfold one moment at a time. And we get trapped in this mansion of self, this psychological mansion of the self. So we just learn in this metta vipassana to participate in rea- with reality in reality, in dharma in a way that is, that's doable. You have to do it now. You have to let go of this pressure of time and place. You have to accept and arrive into the dissatisfaction or really, I say, ordinariness. To be at ease with the ordinariness. And to be very, very careful about how the self, Sakaya Ditti, self-view, creates the world in every single moment. I'm the self who has a person who does this thing. It's not good. And then and then we proliferate into that grabbing and dropping, fixing and controlling, pre- planning, predicting, calculating how we can make this place better. If only things were different, then the self would be better. As the Buddha says the, in his famous, or one of his more popular suttas he talks about skilled people, people who are skilled, and he says the woodturner shapes the piece of wood and shapes it into the right piece of wood, into the piece of furniture or the small horse for the child. The fletcher fashions the arrow. Uh, the potter creates shapes and creates uh, the glazed pottery bowl or cup. The meditator tames and shapes the self into a kind and benevolent, understanding, wise. Now that's what we're doing, we're working with this. We're not trying to get rid of the self, but we're trying to tame it, trying to work with it, accept it, befriend it, because I don't know but what happens when you meditate. I notice self a lot. It's a big theme in my meditation practice, this character Dave Smith. He always seems to show up and ruin my, my meditation. Right. So we'll do some practice with this. You can, uh, again, if you feel like you want to stand and get your posture more adjusted and just let the body stretch out, you can do that if you like. i just noticed the change of sitting to standing can be quite pleasant and makes the body feel at ease. And then about 30 seconds after that, the body's like, okay, good enough, sit back down. I'm okay now. And so when you feel... Ready to return to a sitting meditation posture for this practice. So bringing this practice of metta, this kindness and friendliness into the experience that we're having, some mindfulness, some awareness, present time, the body, present time body and just letting the body find a form that feels upright, suitable. Pouring your awareness into your body. Bringing awareness to breathing. So breathing in and out of the body. And just recognizing that as change. Breathing as change. There is no the breath. You can drop that idea. There's breathing. Breathing is moving. Breathing is a constant reminder of impermanence. And if you like a speed or a pace, that's how fast life goes. That's how fast this Dharma is. It's as fast as the in and out breath. And no faster than that. And when you feel your self or your mind wanting to go faster or go some other place, just remind remind the mind. Can't do that. You can only do this. not needing anything extra. Taking what's freely offered in this moment in the mind-body system. And if you like to allow the awareness to be wider, you can include, with your breathing, sound arising and passing, almost as if you're breathing in sound, you're breathing in the hearing, breathing with your ears, hearing with your body. letting the mind be wide, open bringing awareness to whatever sound that you can recognize is furthest away from where we're sitting how far can you go send the awareness out go wide So going wide into sound, going soft, you can soften by noticing and recognizing how soft your in and out breathing is. Soft is also kind, you go metta, go kind. Widening, softening. Letting your awareness be at ease in that endeavor. I'm wide and I'm soft. I'm here and I'm okay. Do that. And if you recognize the mind grabbing at the unpleasant fixation on body, discomfort, just go wide. Go beyond the discomfort. Go out. Hearing Breathing, feeling, Keep reminding yourself to be with experience is to be with change. There's no place, there's only the ground. Stop looking for the place. May I be at ease with change, one breath at a time, one sound at a time. just waking up to whatever's true now. Let go of time, let go of place. Still sitting, still the body, feeling. still widening, hearing, receiving sounds from close and afar, still the body rising with the in-breath, falling with the out-breath. And widening the mind, sending the mind out through sound, softening the mind with the texture, feeling, sensation of breathing, the kindness, ease, using that to be present, to be here, staying, staying. And allowing this to be enough. This is enough, good enough. no fixing, no grabbing, no craving, just allowing, just allowing the awareness to be grounded in this field of metta, awareness, presence, cultivation, To remember, to recognize, to acknowledge that to be with experience is to be with change, also to be with that which is ordinary, just a body, just a breath, a sound, a feeling, sensation, a thought. a perception about how it is to be here, just that alone. (coughs) And to train in this way of being with the ordinary without needing anything extra, without needing things to be different or other than. Bringing this seeing experience through the lens of kindness and interest. To see if you can allow yourself to be with the change, slow, steady. To be kind, at ease with the ordinariness. Not expecting anything other than what this moment is offering like this right now. Being careful to not allow the mind to create a self, a person whom this is happening to, a person who is creating this, becoming self-view in this moment, perception of this person. Be the sound. Be hearing. be breathing, be changing, be kindness, be available for what arises, be available for what passes away. Be free from the pressure of time. Be free from the pressure of self. just see if you can become the experience that you're having with interest with presence allowing the experiences to come to you if you can allow yourself to awaken to each experience as if the meditation has just begun brand new moment the body is like this may i be at ease with this body the heart is like this may i be at ease with the heart and the emotion The mind is like this. May I be at ease with this mind, just as this mind is. Change is like this. May I be at ease with change, just as it is. Ordinariness is like this. May I be at ease with ordinariness, just as it is. And the self is like this. This is what the self is like. May I be at ease and be friendly and kind with this self as it arises, however it arises. It's okay. Widening into sound, softening into the breath. Reflecting now in a very, very real reflection now for the last minute. The only difference between here and now and the moment we began, the only thing that has occurred is change. That's all. Things are just different now. But you're still sitting Still breathing, still hearing, still feeling, still perceiving, collecting all of that fullness of mind, sustaining that (coughs) becoming that